Hello, you're listening to Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name's Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And today's episode is a spoiler discussion episode. It's time to talk about the spring 2023 anime season. We haven't done this in a while, and I, yeah. and I think there's a lot of people that kind of want this. Is there, there hasn't been much to do this with lately, and plus last, what, two seasons? Yeah, technically last two seasons, there wasn't really much that I could talk about with Chris in the room. So yeah, that kind of makes sense, but... Yeah, from for a while now, it's just like some people want us to spoil everything in our reviews, and it's like, well, then there's no point to reviewing it if we're just going to spoil everything, because then we're telling people that already watched it. Anyways, but yeah, I think it'd be fun to kind of make it a regular, to do at least one spoiler discussion before the season ends, just to kind of give people an idea of, like, what's actually working out, and yes, to technically discuss how the shows are going and everything, so... Listen at your own discretion. I will be putting timestamps in the description so that you know... Like, if we go, okay, time to talk about Oceanoko, and you're like, I haven't watched that yet, you can just skip over the next the next show that you actually have watched, so you don't get spoilers. But there's going to be no holding back. We'll give we'll give time before after we talk, we say a name, so we're not going to say, you know, this show name, this happened, oh my gosh, big spoiler, but just some people know. But yeah, we're at usual, we're at talkerspread.com, that's where you can go for all of our links, social media links, ways to support us. Really do greatly appreciate it, but it supports on Patreon and all the other ways um, through memberships on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. It's been really fantastic lately. The support is great and just hope that it keeps going because we're, we're slowly getting that goal that we need to get to in order for this to keep going. So, um, and additionally, uh, I guess this is technically advertisement for them uh, based on the conversation we had last week. I did finally get everything moved over to uh, Spotify for podcasters. So if you guys don't know, Spotify does have a service for uh, podcasters that you can give them your content, host it with them, and then you can do ad reads and everything like that. So thankfully, here soon, we'll be actually doing ad reads, hopefully, and making some sort of revenue from the podcast because it's been difficult to figure out exactly how to get ad reads and stuff for the podcast and make it make money. As much as people don't want to listen to ads, it technically helps us keep things going without you know any problems or anything from the viewers so our listeners another revenue yep yep cool stuff though it was really good it was a it was an interesting transition but it, it everything worked out well and I, the other upside of that is that technically the old service that we had everything on wasn't built for podcasts so obviously people notice that certain time periods especially when a podcast first goes up there's a lot of people hitting the server and so there would be issues there whereas spotify would hope doesn't have any issues i've never had a problem with spotify so I'm assuming the podcast would be the same uh, quality in, you know, download rates and stuff like that. So it's good stuff. It, it should be net positive. Yeah. And that's just another thing that I don't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to pay a host. Spotify handles it. Um, that's always good, too. So I'm, I'm always open for free, but actually good. I don't want free, but bad quality. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. But, yeah, I appreciate everybody that supports us, helps us out with everything. It's It means a lot to me that you guys enjoy this content enough that you guys support it monetarily or just telling other people about us. The shout-outs are fantastic and all that kind of stuff. So, with that said, like I said, we're going to get into the spring season because there's a, there's quite a few shows that I would love to kind of discuss with Chris. There's a few that Chris is not watching, unfortunately, but I might just talk about how I like it and just spoil it for him because I don't think he's ever going to watch it. <laughs> Like Heavenly Delusion. Heavenly Delusion was the first <laughs> one that popped to my head. Or maybe even Gundam at this point. Uh, shame on you for Forgetta Sueta. That's the new That's the new insult for Chris. I, Last I, season I, was only I, my. I miss my, my redhead. 
that last season was his big thing of shame was Oni Mai, but he ended up watching it, so that's good. And Magical mm-hmm. Revo, which was good. So, anyways, let's let's kick things off uh, with Oshinoko. Uh, it Chris is like, oh my gosh, start off with a banger. Like it's technically the first in my my document. Yeah, you 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 want to make us lose like half of our audience on the first show. I'm I'm not sure why you're doing nobody's, this. But... Nobody's nobody's <laughs> watching Oshinoko, obviously. No, it's. I think it could do better. Um, it's obviously not going to hit shonen levels or anything like that, but it deserves it because I think it's definitely one of the premier shows of the season. Easily fighting with another show this season on my list. It's like a constant back and forth between the two of them. But I personally, I would say it's one of my favorites of the season. Easily one and of it, it is. You're probably, not even gonna. You're not even gonna put it in a number. You're just gonna say one of. You're just gonna. You're gonna take the easy well, way I, out. Yeah, I, 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 I like to t- cheat that way. So yeah. Yeah, but no, I I think the show has been turned out really fantastic. I know that like with the first episode being like, what was it three and a half episodes long? Mm-hmm. long it was a movie, basically. <laughs> I think it did really well because it it hit the major first arc, got it out of the way, and which I think was technically only volume one. So they they no, I think it was a, several volumes. I don't I don't remember. But anyways, it it covered this first story. It, and it set up the prelude. Yeah. I think there was a, a bit of fear because I know when I first made my, my first video on it, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This is, you know, this could be an anime of the year contender if it does this and continues to do this. Hits me emotionally so much. And it wasn't a lot, but there was a few people here and there that was like, oh, well, it goes downhill from here. So don't <laughs> don't expect too much. And so I immediately had a fear. No, not necessarily a fear, because I, I, I always balance whenever somebody says something goes downhill from here. Because I've had too many cases where it's either an offset to whether people criticize or there's an aspect of just really, not to be a contrarian, but I sort of do that every now and then. I, I'm not perfect. <laughs> but there's an element that I've had so many cases where people say this is, turns out garbage and I like it. And so I didn't really think so much fearful because I think immediately what I what I gravitated to, and again, we're, we're past spoiler warning here. We're going to get into spoilers. Um, for Ocean of Co. The thing that I established with that first episode that I think a lot of people didn't is I heard too many people saying, I is the show. I is the show. Without I, the show is terrible. But I wasn't getting just I from the first episode. Yes, it's emotional. That is where the peak impact is in that first episode. It is the core driving force and all that stuff. But I noticed something else in that first episode. And I was like, but this is what I think it's about. The entertainment industry. Yeah. And if they can keep doing this, Aka Akazaka, the writer, if he keeps doing this like this, it's got me because he has an insight into this industry that I have never really seen elsewhere. And everything he's talking about and showing is stuff that exists in the entertainment industry. This is a thing. Something that I personally have been kind of looking for in, and it kind of goes into what Andrew's talking about this, the idea of the, the underbelly of the idol industry, the underbelly of the entertainment industry, the underbelly, the side that we all are pretty much aware of, but we don't really, um, it's never really brought to the forefront. And I, the, one of the shows that... It's the nasty underbelly. Yeah. the One of the shows that I kind of was hoping that would capture that was, um, I, I liked the first season, but the second season f- failed miserably at capturing it um wake up girls 
yeah, Wake Up Girl. Um, <laughs> I, oh, that's second season. I, I kind of really, uh, I, I think that when I had first, when we first did the review of it, I, I had said this is, um, this is hopefully kind of a dark idol show. Well, they literally open it up with, okay, their skirts went up. Yeah. And then they jump right into, they have to wear bikinis. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you're doing something, and then they never say anything with it. Yeah. Like, it, even the first season, it's like, shrug, move on. It's like, oh, I thought you guys were going to get into, like, be yeah, very pretty serious much the questionable about this. aspect yeah. of this. I, and, and we kind of got it with um, with the uh, the microphone girls, the... Um, Oh. I love I love this like 20 questions things that Chris does every now and then where it's like this thing and Andrew has to figure out what he's talking about the microphone girls um say you life say you life dang yes. I'm doing good <laughs> that's two for two next one Chris but yeah we kind of got it with that one where the, it, it felt like it was actually trying to be serious but it didn't really get heavy um and and that's and, and that one really felt like just support of those around you because it just got into like here's another actor. I mean, they had the Dragon Ball Z Goku actress mm-hmm. on there. I mean, it was really kind of a cool cameo thing. Yeah, I so so each one of them have done kind of scratched the surface, but none of them actually have dealt with it. And that's and it, one of the things that thing, I love because it almost this. feels like they're afraid of criticizing mm-hmm. the industry. I mean, even with Wake Up Girls, it was almost like this. Okay, we're doing it, and then all of a sudden they're like. Yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. I mean, we don't want to literally criticize an entire industry that is be like burning your own bridges. Yeah, I mean, and 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 to give the the writer credit for say life, he he did actually point at it. This is what what happened to me, but didn't actually name names per se. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just like uh, was it Anime Gatari's? Not Anime Gatari's, the other one. Um, Dude, here, here's your turn. It's your, your turn. The one where they had the... It was by the writer of Snafu. And that's, the, that's the one I was talking about. Say that's back. what I was thinking you were talking about. But it had that whole thing where it literally shows the writer in the background and, everybody, and the director and everybody's like, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And they just kind of shuffle them along, get them out mm-hmm. of the room. Um, yeah, it's kind of the similar similar thing to that where it's like, this feels kind of nasty. And they sort of get in that with Mangaka specifically with this one with the the writer of the, um, the manga that they're that Kana was a part of, and it's like this whole aspect of, yeah, this kind of, this kind of feels bad. This whole thing, this whole situation feels bad, and she's purposely downing her own ability just to sort of not outshine the other act- other actors. And they were hitting on that with I. When I went to do acting, she acted too good. She was yeah. too cute. And it all comes down to the politics, politics of yeah. the industry. We're the one producing this, and these are our girls. You brought in some random girl that's not our girl... We don't want her front and center because she's not going to make us profits in the future. These girls will. They're going to be on our labels. They're going to be on our magazines. We want them to shine in this movie. So cut all the segments with I in it. And kind of, I almost, they didn't really say it outright, but kind of almost felt like the same situation. Was she experiencing the same thing where she's like, I can't. Well, the way that she was pointing it out, the way that kind of was pointing it out was that she didn't want to overact and make it too contrasting. These guys are models. They're not actors. And if she acts too good, she'll look like she's just ham-pissing it. Like, she's going to look like she's just going to be too much in the face of them who just don't... They have no emotion on their faces. Um, again, it's kind of that that reality of everything. And like I said before, it just... It all seems to hit. And, yeah, I didn't want to get into it quite yet because I, I do want to mention that one of my... Probably my only beef so far is really Ruby. That she's very... 
Now, granted, she's only been pretty much, quote unquote, gone for like the last two episodes. She she pops in every now and then talking to Kana about essentially what's happening on the screen with the other characters. Um, but it really does feel like she got put to the wayside, which is fine. I don't I'm assuming that eventually we'll get more into her later on. But I think in the first episodes, besides I Ruby was what broke me like that whole aspect of her being essentially sick and dying her entire previous life and how I love how she put it, how I put it was like, you always look like you're walking around like you're going to fall. Yeah. And I was like, I just I started bawling. I'm like, yeah, because she was afraid of falling in her previous, like her whole life was, if I fall, I'm going to break. And it, it, just, it got me. And just seeing her happy dancing, just like I was just like, oh, this hit so hard. But she kind of gets in the whole aspect that I think is kind of compounded substantially with Akane's story later on is that aspect of ego surfing but the opposite effect of just cyberbullying and the, the the nastiness of online itself is just compounded with Akane. Akane is a story that literally uh, made it very difficult to watch the last few episodes or technically two episodes and it's it's so sad that I think there's a lot of conversation happening around the show that shouldn't really be there but I understand why it's there is the aspect of obviously this um incident happening around the same time that particular chapter came out in the manga of an actual real life event and the mother of the particular person being upset about it existing and it's like i mean she did say somewhere in the interview that she does want to support stories like this because this is in all sense telling something a nasty side of the society that we need to see and look at and say stop this people it's literally saying look at you nasty humans what you're doing stop it and the conversation is turning into exactly that between the fans and a hurt mother. And it, it just really does suck in the end. But like I said, my I made a whole video on it. This needs to exist. Yeah. This People don't know what's the damage until they can see it. And if it this was... gets popular and people watch this story, if it makes at least one person go, backspace, that's enough. That's enough for me. I, I I hate the fact that, um, all honesty, the fact that we even have to talk about this, but it's something that in in our history, we've always had stories and stories are, in a way, they personify some, either either a, something that is fantastic, that is um, basically your hero stories, but they also have the stories of the um, the tragedies. And we need to have those those stories, the the because they humanize something that has happened at some point, and we try to incorporate that into ourselves without have to actually having to actually face that ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and we need those stories because that's how we um, we learn, we grow without actually having to face that in ourselves. So it's 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 a shame that we even have to say that a story should exist or should not exist it it's every story has its own value well that's but, what i was saying in my videos like they they were mentioning this idea that one of their um one of their friends or whatever watched the episode and they were like they, they were torn they were just destroyed and it's like you knew where it was going yeah. just turn it off like it, it's I, I think there's an element of healing that can co sometimes come in a relatability to a story that is so heavy 
I think there is a scary aspect of those that are kind of at that breaking point and they see something like this and it might hurt them. But there's always this element of like, you just need to turn off because you can't not have something like this exist just because it might hurt somebody's feelings. The example that I gave that I felt was pretty apt was this idea that um, we have somebody in our family that had a really bad breakup and then had some other problems come up with them. And they have a huge problem watching any show that has love in it. When there's two people that fall in love, it hurts them. Like to the point where they literally have said, I want to stop. I want to end things. And it's like, it's just because he says that and he has that problem doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and say that all love shows should be removed because it literally makes him want to hurt himself. I say stop watching it. It's that simple. Yeah, that's it, really drowning it down. I'm not, I'm not making it simple to, 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 you know, to brush it off and say that it's not that significant. It's just to say that that's literally what it comes down to. And it, it, I've never been the one that doesn't want things to exist just because they're hard to see and that they say something that is uncomfortable. And especially, especially when it's a story that I think is doing it justice. This has done it justice. Because not only did they show the story of Akane, but the after effects, the after story, the next episode I think was just as impactful because it went into pretty much how people supported her, how what their fix was for the situation, which wasn't literally just to say you're all wrong. It's literally just show people what they're not seeing because the studio is so freaking nasty. <laughs> I so badly wanted to. I, the moment she went in that door and bowed and apologized to everybody, I lost it, dude. I was like, dude, I know why she's doing it. But I'm like, no, Akane, the response is to walk in that door, then go around and strangle everybody to death. That's the better option. <laughs> just go around. <laughs> because they literally showed her slap her because they wanted ratings. And it's like, you guys are so disgusting. I like how Aqua just, you don't see much emotion in Aqua, but he was livid about the whole situation. I'm like, yes, finally we get to see something in Aqua where he's mad. And this is what he does when he's mad. He's going to fix the situation. But, um, what was I going to? I've, <laughs> I've completely lost my point. But no, I, I think it, 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 like I said, it, it needs to exist. And I like the whole, the, the whole after story was really just seeing how it kind of is not, not perfectly re recovered. There's still issues there. And I do like that they somehow circled the story into what was the original thing that Aqua said about the reality show. It's technically reality. They just overdo it. And they, like, the whole example they gave was um, uh, Yuki Sumi, where she was talking about how she's going to quit this whole thing and that she's getting bullied at school. And then, like, Are, do you really mean that? And she's like, no, I don't mean that. I'm just exaggerating. I get a little teased, but I'm exaggerating it. And his whole point was that, yes, it's reality, but it's that's kind of dangerous because you sort of need to create a fake self so that if it gets criticized, you don't take it personally. And since Akane is such a tender person that would take any criticisms way too hard. having a persona is exactly how she's going to protect herself and obviously the persona is your only mom one, only, only yeah <laughs> your only mom. one of my favorite scene uh, uh 
scenes in the entire show. So I thought it was far. creepy because like she like looks down and then all of a sudden like she cuts her eyeballs and then she looks up and it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, the chick the just razor blade her out. eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> she just cut her eyeballs open. I, I want like a joke comic strip of that where she like closes her eyes and then she opens her eyes and there's just like blood going down her pupils because she just cut them. I know it's an aesthetic choice. It's it's an interesting choice for the. It, it, it hits home what she's doing. I have so Which far. would probably be a little more difficult for them to pull off in the manga. So they probably had the eyeballs as art just, you know, the, the art to show in the manga that that's what she's doing. In in case anybody's wondering, I absolutely love the show. I, starting from the beginning, I, I absolutely thought it was, I was not expecting the direction that they went. I, I, I do think that they pulled off the. Gosh, we dodged uh, that bull, didn't we? I, yeah, I'm surprised I, that wasn't spoiled for me. Re, for serious. I, I. It, it, it's kind of one of those proven signs that I've somehow managed to, we've met, we managed to c- cultivate a really good community, like in our discord and stuff. We have a really solid community of people that just know not to spoil things for other people. Don't ruin it for other people. And I think that kind of extends to a lot of my circles on like on you know, who I'm following and who's muted on my Twitter feeds just to avoid spoilers. It's like, I, I've been pretty open that if I see a something of a spoiler on my Twitter feed, mute. I'm sorry. You could, you could at me directly and I'll probably get it, but yeah, you're, you're not going to be on my feed. But yeah, going through that first episode, it was really, it, it, it blew me away because, and, and I, I was in tears. I, I thought that that, that that scene at the end of the the episode of of uh aqua holding uh, holding his mom and 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 ruby hollering through the the door it was just absolutely heartbreaking just sitting there watching that um and then going through each episode because i i i I was literally there was like there's no way they could top that and when i went through to catch up on on uh, a few of the episodes i was okay with the um the uh aqua going uh into the the whole um acting thing with uh with akane i i thought it it did really good uh, as far as setting her up for her um to join into the the group the become kamachi oh, Kana, group no, kane kane yeah kana i'm sorry um, Kana's best girl, like oh my gosh, she they is did, absolutely they, fantastic. They do so her. good with our character. I, I, adore I her. still have no clue how they're gonna pull off getting the uh, the the virtual idol girl into into their group, but we'll 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 see what happens with all that. Oh, Mimto joins them. I wasn't aware well, of that. No, it's just in the in the freaking. You don't think it'll be a Kane? I thought so too. I was like, okay, is is she gonna end up being in? It? No, I I keep watching that clip in that daggum. Uh, you're, you're trying to spoil yourself by the, checking the, the OP. OP. I, they they <laughs> ruined it. I I and I'm sitting here looking at her. I'm like, they have no real connection outside of that. They, they no, she my knows how to do YouTubing. My my prediction was that I was assuming that with Akane having what happened to her. That eventually they would want to have her get away from that experience by just pretty much making her a new self. Like, change her appearance and give her a new legal name and then bring her into um, Bikomichi Yao or, or um, Ichigo Productions. That was what my assumption was. So they were going to, like, dye her hair and let it grow out or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the character looks like in the OP, but that was my assumption. 
that that but I Mim guess... show Mim show gosh Mim show drops the truth bombs like I kind of does it too like kind of does it a lot and I technically Miyako as well but yeah Mim show in this recent episode was like yeah she knows all about social media and cyberbullying and not apologizing because it just makes it worse and it's like why was it why would apologizing make things worse why is society the way it is I'm getting back into it it's it's just so much I I talked it to death on the YouTube channel because there's just so much to talk about there. Um, to have so much, so much to discuss in such a little time is incredible. I, I forgot to mention it earlier, but I love the fact that like following the whole incident with Akane, they keep hitting on it more on the idea of like you, they had a statistic, which was like 50 plus 50 or more people have that have been on reality TV shows dealt with trauma of some sort or bullying and then ended up, you know, ending their own selves and she, her whole point was and i and i was like yeah i'm glad they brought that up is for that 50 times up by uh times by 10 and that's how many people thought about it but thankfully something happened that stopped them and i'm like it's so true <laughs> like it is so true and sad but it's a statistic a statistic that you'll never see because thankfully they found help or thankfully they changed their mind um it's it's just it, it hits too hard constantly so yeah, and getting into um, Akane's story or getting into the reality show, I thought that that was absolutely well done. I think that they projected a little bit too too heavy um, because it, it became very obvious the direction that they were going very mm-hmm. quickly. And I, I was actually kind of disappointed with that um, to the point where I actually at one point I was like, I, I like I was telling Andrew, I was I was like, man, there's this is just so obvious. And at some point it felt like, OK, maybe they're not going to do this. And then they ended up going down the down that road really heavy. And I was like, no. And all the way up until the the bridge scene. And I I thought they were actually going to fu- go through with it. And I was actually. No, Chris, they <laughs> didn't go with it. Because why? Because no, Ruby's a hero. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Da, 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 da. <laughs> that just ruined it so bad. The superhero shows up. Da, 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 da. They should have just faded to black and just roll, just scroll the cast. <laughs> Why did you have to have the song? Ugh. Like every other ending always works out. Like her opening her eyes and she's I. That works for the song because like holy crap. Da, 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 da. It was kind of cheesy the moment that he said that uh, he knew somebody that could join. Uh, Ichigo Productions, and it shows Kana's face, and it is da 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 da, but not that scene. That scene didn't need to have the ED. It didn't need to have the ED. Going into the after the aftermath, I thought was really impressively done. I I I, I yeah, him it a lot of the cr- director was like, yeah, oh gosh, I, how do you not punch this guy, Aqua? <laughs> I I I He's give like, it. She's a child. Yeah. Why would you not want to protect a child? You did the opposite. <laughs> I was I was very impressed with it. I I, I got uh, a lot of emotional uh, uh, props from that. It, it it really did hit me on on some very fundamental level. Seeing that that heartwarming, uh, all the all the kids coming together to kind of make this the the video that that uh, the other side of the story get out there. Um, uh, Meme Chan or whatever her name is, her getting in in there and and using her 
her knowledge of YouTube to get people to to get more traction to it was absolutely fantastic. She's like, put it on my YouTube channel. It's yeah. so much better. <laughs> yeah, you want the clicks. You want the clicks. <laughs> There's still a selfish side to everybody. And I like that they're willing to say that. Like, yeah. Yuki Sumi is like the biggest question mark character and the idea that it she at first kind of shows this fake side and then she reveals this um, true self to Aqua and then it cuts forward to her literally going, okay, I'm going to take center stage. And even to the point where at some point telling Akane, I know you want to take center stage, but I'm not going to let you have it. And it's like, okay. And then after the whole incident happens, she hugs Akane. And that's what the, I'm, I'm glad they end up having that clip in there. They specifically chose not to show that they made up afterwards because they wanted the drama to be built up and they would not. And Akko would not be able to make that video to show everybody the real side without that clip because it shows that is this isn't just what happened before. Like all the clips that they show on that video isn't just what happened before. This is what happened and they made up their friends and it's needed. And that kind of makes everything sort of work out in the end. But Sumi at some point willingly points out that she made sure she was on camera. Yeah. And it was like, girl, I know know it's like probably a subconscious thing, but it's still like, I don't know about this girl. I I don't know if I trust her. (laughs) (laughs) I do like the fact that they do point out the contrast between the two. The hardworking um, uh, theater actress versus the... um, well, that plays into what how the she's one who's come more eye. aware of cameras and where they are yeah. and how she's always looking. And she plays the audience, whereas yeah. Akane plays the character. Yeah, and, and I do love the fact that they point out the contrast between the two, and not necessarily that she's not taking that Yuki or that Sumi's not taking it serious, but that she takes it serious in a different way than yeah. than Akane does. I I love Akane, that, that. Well, contrast. it was it was interesting because like the entire reality show, what, what do you see Akane? She's writing down notes. Yeah. Like, she's trying to figure out what she's supposed to do. Because that's what she does. She finds a character and she becomes it. That's why they were afraid of her because she's this great performer on stage. Because she nails being the character. Yeah. Because she can research what the character is and then do it. In the reality TV show, you're supposed to over-exaggerate yourself. And she doesn't have a self. And I think that's going to be probably her ultimate character is that she just, she excels at being somebody else. Yeah. And she's going to excel at being I. And that and that's one of the things that I, I I absolutely loved when we finally got through that that entire part and and she was doing it. I I even texted a, a picture a, a screenshot of uh, of of that Akane. Hey, totally spoiled it trying. to me. You 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 had already. <laughs> He's like, I know it. you watched this two weeks ago, Andrew. So here you go. Here's a but I thought it was fantastic. That I I knew it was coming. I I was I was like, are they gonna do the eyes? But when she popped up and she and 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 Aqua was absolutely dumbfounded. I he, him being speechless for a second was absolutely great. And I I texted Andrew the picture and I said, this was fantastic. It, it absolutely hit and I loved it. That's the interesting thing because I I think it's gonna bother him. Like, what do, oh, you, yeah. what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I think it's going to make him uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's two sides I see it going. One is the idea that he keeps slipping up and being attracted to her because she acts so much like I, and he sees I in her, and she's going to do it so well that he's going to be convinced of it. But there's another side of it that I almost wonder if it's going to be an aspect where he's just, just absolutely unsettled by it and doesn't want to be around her. I think it's going to be probably more the first one. But every now and then cracking out and going, wait, I can't be around her because it's it's throwing me off. Um, but I think it's really going to 
is gonna it's gonna mess with him a lot, I think, <laughs> because literally this is the person that they, they asked him that like somebody that you know who would you want somebody to be or something like that, and he was like all he could think about was I, and like I love how they literally go oh he's obviously talking about I <laughs> what <laughs> there's a couple of points where it's like what you guys came to some weird conclusion I mean even Akane's like. Oh, so obviously this is a sign that she had gotten with somebody at I some was, point. And I'm like, wait, what? How did she figure this yeah, out? Not, <laughs> overnight, she figured this out. And there's literally like thousands of hyper Pictures, fans out there yeah. that have not figured this out. <laughs> she figured it out based on her. But again, she hyper analyzes, you know, how somebody moves around. And she probably has seen patterns of this being something that something, you know, people do when they come out. They saying that they've been with somebody or something like an, if an affair happened. OK, suddenly they're moving differently or something. Boa legged or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, have we talked? To, what do you? Did I you think get we talked out by it, Frill? I think we talked it to death. Cr- uh, how long? Creep, how yeah. long did we give it? Thirty. Oh, probably thirty minutes. Thirty call. minutes. Woo. Uh, Frill creeped me out. That's all. That's all I'm going to say about that. But we'll see if there's more Frill later on. Yeah. So, anyways, anything else? <laughs> do you want to talk about anything else? Uh, I might talk about Gundam later. Have you been keeping? You haven't been keeping up with Heavenly Delusion, have you? No. I'm trying to think of at this point. I, I really do think that you should. Again, I, I, I struggle with suggesting, but it, there there hasn't really been anything in it that I would uh, originally was fearful of. It like it's not a dreading dark show so far, so I don't think it's gonna be something that's just gonna bother you. But I've been really enjoying it. I think they're doing really cleverly with the two different perspectives and the story they're telling with that. Um, yeah, I would. I would probably say you. You should probably if you get if you get time. I think it's a good. It's a good watch. Hopefully, you won't be disappointed like you were with Summertime Render. <laughs> of course, I hey, think at least was... I got at least I got a couple of cute girls out of the, out of some some. Well, see, Render. the reason you need to watch this show is because Cuckoo here looks just like Froppy. Did you have you seen <laughs> Froppy? Have you seen Froppy character? She literally climbs. I think it, she climbs. I yeah. know. I, I I seen that. She's clip. a frog. She's literally froppy. She jumps, she jumps around on the trees and stuff like that. Super good. Did you watch Hell's Paradise? No. I don't watch God, it. God, no. You didn't watch Home Hero, too, either. No. I will say, um, for those, to give people an update on Home Hero, because I know that I was pretty negative on it on the first impressions. I literally even said, I think at that point, I'm just going to like stop watching and just read the source material later. Because I felt like in, deep down there was a good story here. It just it wasn't being adapted right. I will say, besides... I would almost suggest like reading the first few chapters of of Home Hero and then jumping into the anime because I think after the first few episodes like it got better. Like the pacing got better, the writing is super good. Like I think overall the writing for the series is really good. It's just how they're adapting it and there's still there's still struggle points. Like suddenly out of nowhere this guy is He's just about to get taken out by the rest of this this group. And so he literally just, like, throws him off and kicks a guy and then, like, runs down this hallway. And it's literally done in, like, three frames <laughs> with all these little action swiggles and light flashes and stuff. It's like, you guys can't even animate this, can you? <laughs> Desica Productions, I don't think you're that bad, are you? <laughs> uh, but it's good. Like, the main core thing is the mom. I, I, I literally was telling Chris earlier, I was like, I've been telling people this for a while now. I, I think next time I make a top moms list the mom's got to go in there like she's she's a mama bear she's <laughs> there was one point where somebody kept nagging there was somebody poking around basically trying to investigate to find out who killed this yakuza son's boy uh yakuza 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 boss son <laughs> and they were trying to figure out who who did it and obviously the father of the story did and she's like okay this guy keeps poking around trying to find out some proof 
that the father did it. And she literally at some point says, he's poking around too much. I think we need to get rid of him. I'm like, this mom, (laughs) this mom's like, he's threatening my family. He needs to go. (laughs) Like, she's so good. Like, she's so good. Like, she didn't even really blink an eye, uh, blink really much when when she first discovered it. So she's super good. Uh, Have you been watching Cheat Skill? Yep. There's an episode that's out today. I have not watched it. I haven't either. So what do you think? I don't hate it. Did we bash it in the first impressions at all? You didn't much care for it. I I was. Fine I don't think with I was it. sick of it at that point. I'm still I'm still generally neutral on it. I was generally neutral before. I'm, I'm generally neutral now. I I I'm I still hold out hope that it's going to pull something together. But as it stands right now, it's not really doing anything. It's got it got too stuck in the in the other world side of it for now and. and I mean, it seems like they're planning on going back to the real world for a little while. Yeah, because we'll, I think we'll the last see. episode they revealed that the model lady's showing up at his place or something. The lady yep. that was trying she's, to she's, snipe she's him. At, she's going she's gonna to come and take him all the way to the top, yeah. I'm sure. Apparently she's going to kidnap him she or something. real bad. <laughs> no, I, I think the conclusion I've come down to, because I've gotten it on my system. I made a whole video joking about my frustrations with the show. And I, I think I've come to a conclusion now where I'm like, don't expect anything from this. This is literally 100% wish fulfillment. And it was kind of funny because when I made my little like rant video as a joke, which some people took way too seriously, um, just to be clear, I don't I don't personally get offended by things. <laughs> if I make a joke video where I'm being enthusiastic, it's because I'm having fun. Um, there is an element where there was some people mentioning that, but well, they're saying something. And I'm like, they're not going to say anything. And they were convinced they're going to no, say yeah, you, something. You, you, and I'm like, they're not going to say something. This writer does not say things. You, you were, you kept asking me what, what do I, what am I expecting it to? I don't expect it to do anything. Yeah, I, I really don't. I, it, I just, I'm, I'm just a, in for the ride. I mean, hot girls, and some kind of goofy story where he goes back and forth between the world. No, I think and when it, I, when I said I that, care. I think in our first impressions, I think it was more trying to, um, bait you into sort of explaining that mentality that some people have that I'm curious where it's going to go. And my question mark more there was, do you think it's going to go into a very thought provoking direction? No, I don't think that's the expectation for me anymore. And I, not that I had it, but it was one of those things of like, if you're going to be, this bare bones at least i don't know put it on I the mean, box <laughs> at, at best i mean him getting into the 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 modeling industry would be interesting but that i doubt it's going to do anything i, I really hot. don't expect it to do he's because he's hot. hot yeah <laughs> um but i don't expect no. it to actually do anything like like i said I, i've gotten over most everything here like i am i'm convinced he's never going to figure out that he's hot i'm convinced that he's never going to figure out that everybody likes him because he's hot or the fact that he's overpowered now because he's pretty much saved everybody from like suplexing a bear and <laughs> running into a burning building where the only people in the burning building are three hot girls that are his friends. Apparently everybody else got out, but his hot girlfriends, they're like, we got to wait for him to come save us. <laughs> um, I can make so many jokes about this show. That's what's fun about it. I can make so many jokes about this show. Um, he managed to, to, but he still hasn't he managed, figured out that he's overpowered. He has yeah. not figured that out. Yet. No, I think he's got that figured out. Um, I think that's the only thing he has figured out. But no, I, I, he's he successfully managed to make his disgustingly inhumane sister and brother suddenly fall in love with him just by going, 
you know, and saving them from big nasty gang guy. And suddenly now they, they want to jump on his uh, ride too. <laughs> I've successfully named every single character, such as hot teacher, hot assassin, hot princess. <laughs> the only, the only one that is bugging me still right now is I hate the princess. Like the only thing that I'm offended by, by this show anymore now is the princess. The princess is so stupid. <laughs> She's so stupid. I joked about the fact that early on, she gets... Who's she, this assassin guy, lady? <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. I, I, I just met her one day. Okay, let's... <laughs> she's going to be my, my, my guard. <laughs> you know, it's like... It, it goes from the fact that she ran back out in this forest, dragging all of her guards in to a deadly forest where they just nearly... The, uh, many men died before. And she dragged them back out there again with the assumption they're going to die. To go so meet the hot guy. Because you got to meet the hot guy and say that she wants to marry him. So there's stupid point number one. And then it goes into this whole assassin coming to kill the princess. Yuya, thankfully, is there to save her from the assassin. And then Yuya goes, um, sorry, I know who she is. I'm out of here. And the princess is like, okay, well, let me come with you. So she runs off with, her, with this guy from her guards. This random stranger she met in the forest ran off with him. And then proceeds to have this whole backstory of the assassin that she was abandoned when she was young. She had nothing. She was starving. This group brought her in, basically saved her life, gave her nourishment, trained her to be an assassin, then later, years later, sent her to go kill the princess. And and she has no choice but to kill the princess, otherwise she dies. Yeah. So... We're just going to take her word that she's going to be okay as a guard. So, so it's like, okay, then Yuya's like, but she's my friend because I've talked to her for a couple days and we trained together. And then he's a hot like, guy because he's a hot guy. <laughs> and the person's like, well, since Yuya trusts her, okay, I'm going to make you my personal bodyguard. What's to say she's not going to kill you later? We just established her whole life was raised to kill you. Why would she suddenly go, huh? well, as long as I'm the princess's guard, I, I guess everything's fine now. It's like the moment the carriage left you, yeah. No, they should have no, showed a no. blood splatter okay. on the wall. Andrew, we're going to talk about the real reason why. Because he's hot. Because Yuya is hot. Obviously. Hot. That's why she's going to give up her entire assassin background because he's hot. hot. And, he, and he shared his uh, portable hot tub yeah, with her. Portable hot tub. Exactly. <laughs> and they shared the portable hot tub together. Obviously, they bonded. That's technically <laughs> a Japanese thing, right? No, it, it is funny because I think my entire video was based on that. It was like, Everything was answered by because he's hot. Man, everybody in this new academy is really nice because you're hot. <laughs> Man, I can't I can punch a hot guy because you're hot. Well, well, the princess is going to take in this girl as her bodyguard because you're hot. Man, I got a great dog because you're hot. <laughs> My sister and brother like me now because you're hot. Um, man, that whole he beat the Yakuza fight, guy. The courtyard hot. The courtyard <laughs> fight was interesting. <laughs> That that gave me some nice flashbacks of Millipenzies with their adaptation of Soma Spider So What. It's a really special studio. Did you like the scene where they were training with the assassin and she was fighting with the dog? And they had this one shot where the goblin gets thrown in the air. And you see like this, this scrolling steel kind of circling around the shot. And it's her. She's just this steel that just going around in a circle. It's just like, oh, this studio just can't handle it. And then, of course, all the berserk looking... Yo-yos, because they can't animate him in armor, so they gotta <laughs> they gotta put him as CGI character. Uh, but I I I think the only thing that really is kind of coming from this that I enjoy is that I just I like a few people that I know that are just not 
feeling it, just kind of joking with them on the side. I don't care to publicly bash it constantly, but there is there is at least good some good female artwork. Like the the, the character designs are really good. That's yeah, about that's, all I can give the show. Yeah, that is, that is absolutely. I, I it's got an I interesting aesthetic that, when it's in two D most of the time. I I do like the aesthetic. Um, I I mean. All teasing aside, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm neutral on the show. I, I think it's fine. I don't think it's doing anything that's bugging me. I, I I just enjoy the story for what it is. It it's just hot guy getting a lot of girls. <laughs> like the scene where there was in the park and he's walking the dog and he gets. He's girls. got this mutated wolf dog from another world that he's just walking in the park in the human world and then suddenly like this other girl shows up and I'm like, I don't remember who these two girls are, but there's a triangle happening right now. <laughs> I think that's the hot girl. That's the daughter that's of the, the model. The, the chairman. The, the chairman. And I think and the other the, one's the, the model. model. Yeah. So the hot model and the chair, the chairman's daughter, uh, the chair daughters. I think I called her at some point in the live stream. Um, it's a, it's a special show. Wow. How long we talk about that one? Probably not 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's talk for another 20 minutes about cheat skill, Chris. It's a great show. It's a great show. Have you been watching Dr. Stone? Yeah. Yeah. How are you liking the new twist? I, I was, I, I, I want to be truthful here. I, I've i never really understood why I love the show so much. It just works for me. But I will admit, like, besides a couple really good points early on, like, I love I loved the introduction to Rusui. So what, I guess the section of Rusui. What was your thoughts on Rusui? Because I really didn't think I'd like him, but I really like him. He's got an infectious He pulled it off. I, yeah. I, I, I think that they pulled it off with him. Um, not necessarily that I wasn't expecting that I'd like him. Um, it wasn't, until, much it wasn't until he got slapped in the face, really. In the whole scene where he's like, here's this pig. I'm tired of eating fish. And the lady was like, oh, good. We won't starve to death. And he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> it was like this moment of like realization for him that like, yeah, these people technically all they had was fish. So let's make another agriculture, basically. And that I... was the point which I, I was like, I like this guy. Like the moment he's like. Because he, he's always put out as being the selfish well, guy. and that's and that's he's I, capitalism. I mean, he's all about money. I exactly. want everything. But then he finally shows that he can't look away from other people. There, wh- what I did like um, was his uh, his his butler lady. Um, yeah, she's. All right. I I absolutely loved the way that she she pulled it off pulled it off in a lot of ways for him. This this idea of. Um, they they're well, going. She's well, she's saying he's, what he, he's really thinking. Yeah. she knows what his true nature. And I I I think that that pulled it off more than anything. Him and himself, I just liked him because I like his arrogant nature. Um, but then I I like I th- th- there's there's something about the arrogance in a lot of these characters that I absolutely love. Is this arrogance of, yeah, I'm arrogant, but I can back it up. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that pull, that's one of the things that I absolutely love about it. And and there, the, I, I have yet to find a character. Ex- maybe this this new weird random guy that just popped up out of nowhere. That, oh well, he was uh, he he left the island a long time. Ago. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, <laughs> the random the random guy from the other island. Yeah, I was on a boat. Okay, we'll and go they with selected it. you. Why? <laughs> they selected you. Why? Um, but yeah, we I need, I, we need somebody from the inside. We make a new somebody. character. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, so far, I have not found a character that I didn't like in some way, shape, or form. Um, and Genru annoys me every now and then, but other than that, I yeah, I, think I've I guess all the characters. he's he more because of his obnoxious. He reminds me of, of Zenitsu from Demon Slayer. 
He's just always yes, whining. Exactly. I mean, just is he, the whining he's not the character. same. He's not the same Seiyu, is he? I that's bet you he is. That's probably why I I'm bet you he it. is. That's <laughs> probably um, why I'm connecting it. It's it's so funny, but, but yeah, I I agree. I I didn't. I I was trying to remember that I didn't much care for him, but yeah, everybody else in some way, shape, or form just they pull it off, and I I really do like that about this show. No, I, I think the thing that frustrated me the most was when they went on the boat with the radar and everything, and then suddenly they pick up the radio signal. He's like, "Oh, you were the one that made it." The the thing. I'm like, how do we come to the conclusion that this person's it? What did he say? He said, um. Howard, what what he's they call him something like how man or something why like man that. why man yep. he, he said something he said one word the radio signal literally said one why? word and Sinku's like you're the one that did it and i'm like why did we come to that conclusion i mean they made a good point in the idea that he's somebody that actually has technology when everything should be destroyed or whatever but it's like it's still like but there could be somebody out there like you that re- replenished the world we already established that you know, your father on a spaceship came down and created a whole civilization. Why can't, th- why is this so much of a stretch that somebody else has a radio tower too that works? Um, that was a bit much, but I mean, it does technically lead to the introduction of the new group, which I, at this point, think there's too much. There's too many characters at this point. And so I'm a little bit afraid of them introducing yet another massive group of people. So far, it's been mostly generic characters, except for like two characters. But, um, the yeah the somebody having some sort of weapon that turns people into stone is like okay where are we going with this because i know this that's, isn't going to be the people this yeah. is not i i don't think this is going to be i think this is a fake out i don't think this is going to be the one that actually created it they may have the technology and they've made it their own thing it's something in a pouch that's being thrown that explodes and does it like a flash grenade or something like that yeah but it's got a radius to it and the question mark's going to be, is it some sort of chemical compound? Is it uh, an explosive compound? That's going to be the question mark. But I don't think they're going to be the ones that spread it through the earth. I think they just figured it out somehow. Well, and, and that 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 leads into what he was saying. And I want to say in the last episode was this this implies that it wasn't the an, an entire world um, uh, stone. And so yeah, that was then, the assumption they were the making question, early on. And that was my other argument about the radio thing. It's like, we, we still haven't established if this is worldwide. Yeah. And, and, and I think it, they implied it based on his father mm-hmm. coming back from space, that they couldn't co- get in contact with anybody. But that doesn't mean the entire world is. It yeah. just means that whoever they're, who, the origin of their country, which I think that was Japan, wasn't it? Yeah. That they were shooting the rocket from. They're in stone. So it could still, it could still be a radio signal from any other country or whatever outside of that radius, I guess. But, I mean, it, it was still cool. Like, the moment that they had the whole boat get stoned, it was like, okay, whoa. <laughs> we're we're going in a weird direction. What are we doing now? <laughs> but I do think it's a cool direction they're going with. Why they went there, obviously, is to get the platinum. Was it platinum? Yeah. In order to create, like, an, 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 an unending supply, supply of the of the, the stuff. So it, that kind of makes me believe that this is going to be... It's going to be a while before they get this whole arc done. I don't know. Do you think it's going to wrap up with the season? God, no. Because they were introducing a lot of aspects of that island that might not get concluded in, what, like, three more episodes? But no, I think they have, like, three more episodes, and I don't know that they're going to be able to really conclude this. I mean, unless it's, like, it's just a jump to the the big bad guy and immediately discover what the device they're using, backstory about how they came to the conclusion of how to make this device that turns people into stone, and then here's the capsule move on. I don't, I don't see them really wrapping that up in 
especially with how many characters they were showing in the OP too. It just seems like there's a lot of characters to go through. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I'd, they'll probably split core if anything. I don't, I don't see them, I don't see them getting through anything of the next few parts. Anyways, what other ones? <laughs> Do you ever want to talk about Legendary Heroes Dead? Not really. I it, it's not doing anything that's. I I mean that, that the backstory stuff was decent. I will admit I wasn't really expecting them to kind of make somewhat of a kind of tragic story for Toka, and then sort of pulling Yuna into that was was pretty sweet. It was. It's kind of one of those debates that I'm I'm considering making a video on. Is this idea that can stupid shows like this say something impactful? It's this idea that you watch a show where it's just nothing but dumb humor. It's literally about a guy possessing another guy, and he's obsessed with thighs and putting stockings on chicks. And then he possesses his his childhood friend, girlfriend, uh, childhood friend, not necessarily girlfriend, possesses her body and then immediately wants to put stockings on the body, and he's doing stuff with it inappropriately. And then you have all these demons fights, and then suddenly, out of nowhere backstory that he has like this really screwed up life and that he actually saved Yuna's life and never told her because she assumed it was the hero that saved her life but it was actually him in the background <laughs> again his his op traps <laughs> at least they explain the fact that he was actually trained by this this crazy chick to make these incredible traps and so he actually has a history of creating op traps and so it makes sense why the hero died to it um but yeah, it it, it 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 was a decently little kind of awe moment, and I I can't necessarily say that it's not allowed to do that. Yeah, I I I don't I don't this this show is is one of the few that I I'm I'm, I'm warm on I I do enjoy Ooh, warmness. I do enjoy this show week to week. It just it's it's not doing anything that's so super significant enough that it's that I go. Man, I really, really got uh, have to watch this week to week. No, I just generally enjoy this show. It it, it is a lot of fun. It's a goofy, um, like like Andrew was saying. It's got a lot of the silly, etchy humor. It's got a lot of the silly. They didn't this, follow through with it though. That's the only problem. Yeah, they keep they keep teasing me. They didn't follow through <laughs> with it. The mana transfer. They did not follow through with it. I am I am protesting. Zero, <laughs> zero out of ten. They did not follow through with it. But I get a lot of good shots of Yuna. Yeah, I, she is. Yeah, got. I, oh, I you mean finally, Lucy? I finally got my Lucy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you mean Lucy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like after ever... seven seasons of teasing from Lucy, I actually got it in Yuna. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, do you like fairy tale? Do you really like Lucy? Go watch this show. She's in it. She's co-starring in it. Uh, one hit kill sister. You've been liking that one. I love it. I like Kill Maria. I think I, the, the Kill Maria thing, is great. I think the only thing I'm enjoying <laughs> about the show right now is Kill Maria. <laughs> She's like my only favorite part of the show. Just the cat cat cats are, are great. <laughs> the recent episode was super cute too because it, it kind of had the whole moment of her coming in there again and rescuing him again. But it was kind of on those little sweet moments of her, I guess, being appreciated and she likes it. Because they had the, they ran into a necromancer. That was right. They yeah. they're in a necromancer. So she's technically officially at this point a good guy attacked the bad guys, <laughs> and it's all through the power of Brocon. The, through the power of Brocon, this world will be saved. So I'm waiting for the moment that the because I thought when I first got into the Dude's show, Dude's literally I thought, got five five uh, big sisters going on in this show. Five. Yeah. There's only two. The rest of them are just girls. 
well, one is actually is a big sister. Uh, the priest yeah, girl is Tanya technically is, is technically a, is, a big is sister. just an aloof big sister that she's just, just obsessed with him. She's obsessed with him. She's just obsessed with him. She's not a big sister. <laughs> See, Chris, you understand. Big sisters have to have certain criteria. Andrew is a connoisseur of big sisters. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, I, where where I like the emotes. I, I, like I am of the I am of the cult of Congo Des. So I have full Congo Des. Heard. I have full knowledge of what needs to be done. But no. Um, but no. It, 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 when I first started watching the show, my assumption was that Kimario was going to be the actual demon lord, and so I was kind of a little surprised to find out that she's not. She's like one of the generals, and so my question mark is they haven't shown the actual demon lord yet have they no i don't think they've shown a silhouette i think they've shown silhouettes of some of the members or something like that but anyways i'm just waiting for the moment that the demon lord is going to be a big sister and then he's going to win her over obviously oh, <laughs> he's going to win her over um no i i, I, that's, I don't that's have what her I'm on here but i like the hero big sister the, I like the I like the I like the the actual hero. Um, I'm I'm kind of a fan of her too. I wasn't really expecting to actually like her. Yeah, technically, there's another big sister. She's there not too. a big sister. She's thirsty <laughs> as hell for him. Well, that that's not to say that, that doesn't make it not a big. Just sister. Just wait, and then the maid will become a big sister as well. Um, but no, I, I like her. Um, the the whole Gloria is great. I love Gloria. The the arena scene I think was one of my favorite parts, where they're literally both trying to figure out if they want to step in or not. Kill Mario's like just about to, and then he somehow figures out how to resolve it himself just by blinding her. But <laughs> it was good. I I, I like that whole segment. It's 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 a lot more enjoyable than again I thought it was gonna be. I there's gonna be another one of those ones where I don't think I'm gonna like super sell people on it, but it's it's been enjoyable. And the ED is so good. Why is what did you mean by they explain the ED? Did I miss something? The the dance. They 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 finally showed the dance. It was the the. Um, the two little uh, or oh, three the, yeah, the the ones that um made him thirsty for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like dance again, <laughs> dance again, dance again. Damn it, dance again. Okay, I I completely missed that. I didn't make the connection between the two dances. I guess is the main thing. It wasn't the last part of the dance, but it was the the swinging finger thing. Yeah, the swinging finger thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, have you been keeping up on Marshall? No, God, no. I, I the only reason I would go back is for Lemon. That's the only reason I would go to watch that show. She had a funny. Is part. there enough? If there, is <laughs> there had... enough Lemon in the show to make me go and watch it? She had one funny part in the recent episode. That's about it. I don't think she's really been in the show, but it's like exactly. Sec, there was like it's a not, not. She doesn't have enough <laughs> uh, muscles to to actually. It was like a well, yeah. There was like a brief moment, like in this recent episode, and technically she's. I think she's. I don't think she's involved with the current fight. They're doing a tournament thing right now. The, yeah, anyways. Andrew and tournament arcs. You're actually watching a show that like, has a tournament do you, arc. Do you, like, uh, <laughs> do, you like Mitsuri, do you like Mitsuri Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba, the uh, Kimitsuri uh, I, village arc? The, you know, I, I finally got a a got her uh, a a scene of her and it was only like five seconds and then it cut out. So no, I did not get enough of her yet. I knew it was coming. You knew I it was know. coming, right? I was waiting for her. I was like, okay, we're, we, like, need, right. we need ourselves he's, some he's love trapped. Hashira going on, and we're not getting it. She's trapped. He's getting crushed. Nezuko's, Nezuko's Got being distracted. Got her arm stuck. And then, and then yeah, here Because we know Nezuko's not actually. I'm like, you know, you know, uh, 
uh, Tokuto is not going to show up out of nowhere and just do it. But so yeah, it's he just be passed him, out. So. He's in, he ain't going nowhere. He's he's passed out. You know, it's like there's a, there's I've I have an argument that I'm I praised Demon Slayer early on that it was like this new age of shonen epics where they don't drag things out. It keeps going. Yes, there's training montages and stuff, but it it progressed really quickly, and it was kind of in the same time period as. My Hero Academia, and I felt like this was like this new age of Shonen Epics where they don't have drawn out fights and filler and really good animation is added to it. But this season, I, I really feel like it's kind of taken a step back. There's been like a few episodes of this season that I'm like, holy crap, just move on. <laughs> like I was joking with Chris the other day. It was like I pointed out to him and he apparently noticed it because I pointed out. They had this whole sequence where Tundra's like, don't worry, Nezuko and whoever the other guy's name is. He's he's down on my sheet here somewhere. Uh, Genya. Yeah, Genya. Nezuko, I'm coming. Don't worry, I'm coming. And I'm like, I, I had this, like, mental image of Kung Pao where he's the chosen one. I'm coming. Chosen one. I'm coming. And he keeps walk, running in the field and he keeps backing up and it keeps resetting. And I had that feeling with Tendra. I was like, it cuts away. Some cool fight with Nezuko and Genya and this dude. And it cuts back to Tendra and he's like, I'm coming. <laughs> It's like, stop it. Why are we keep showing him yelling that he's coming there? Um, but I mean, it's besides the CGI fish, it's been good. Um, Muchiro's whole backstory was kind of. It was kind of shrug at the earlier moments of it. It felt very kind of, yeah, this is typical siblings that see the world differently. And the one decides to go on because of revenge. So another revenge backstory. Interesting. But I think it. I think his story, his whole fight ended well. I'm glad we didn't get another, another Mugen Train ending because that's kind of the. I think the Mugen Train sort of embedded a thought process into I think myself and a lot of people's minds of okay, is this going to be like every arc is introduce Hashira and Hashira dies, and I I think technically Tengen ruined that like he, but he still left. Didn't he say that he was going to retire? I think he said he was going to retire with his wives or something like that. I don't remember. I don't, I don't know that he followed saying, through with it, but they were, they were implying that he was going to do that. Because it was kind of a, like, it was one of those flag things, like, oh, he wants to retire. He's dead. <laughs> it was like, well, he's going to be dead. Uh, but then Nezuko goes over and burns his blood and gets all the poison out of it. Because that's what you do. You burn blood and it gets rid of poison. You said, yeah, fire. I don't I don't remember him saying that he was going to retire, but uh, or they the girls wanted him to. I, they, think. I think the girls wanted him to. Um I mean, it might be interesting to go back and look at that. But I do think that Mugen Train did set a um, a level of warning. These, yeah, no, these are not... Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I, yeah. I, I think that it was a very good thing. Well, Mugen Train established this idea that the Hashidas aren't immortal. They're not immortal. And, that and then the, the upper second si- season... The upper ten or whatever are, are a lot more powerful than they imply. Yeah, and he was a he was a third, wasn't he? I think that guy was three, wasn't he? Um, Akaza, is he? No, he's not three. It was one. I thought he was. One he's of them. three. Yeah, I think he's three because there's another guy that's just above him that he keeps fighting with, and because he has less demon, he's higher than him, because the number is based on how how little human humanity you have in you, and the 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 top one obviously being the guy with the flame. Um, Koku Shibo is that his name? The six eye guy. Um, he's number one, and he's got, like, the least amount of human in him, which will make it very interesting whenever they finally run into him, and 
and and Tundro figures out who he is based on his father's memories that for some reason randomly have popped into his head. <laughs> I was like, why is suddenly he have his father's memories? Um, okay, we're doing this, I guess. What was I talking about? I, I've once again rambled and but no, I think the second season established the idea of um more so how much they need the next generation. So movie basically says they're not immortal and they don't have enough skilled people to be as good as the Hashiras. So they're they're sort of having to rely on the Hashiras too much. And second season, literally at the end, he celebrates. They did it. Those kids did it. There is hope for the future. Maybe I can finally take down Muzan, this stain in my life. Um, which is kind of interesting. I, I'm assuming Muzan is like related to him or something. Yeah, it's what I've kind of figured. Kind of assumption. But no, it's... It's all right. Um, it kind of, it was a really good start, and a lot of that has to do with Mitsuri. I think she's a she got a great character, and she's big sis type. Um, I love that Nezuko kind of was excited when Mitsuri showed up because it's like, oh, there's your big sister, huh, Nezuko? <laughs> your big sister's here. She's gonna slice everything up. Um, so hopefully she doesn't die, dude. If 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 Muchiro didn't die and then they kill off Mitsuri, I'm gonna be so mad. I don't think they could kill off Mitsuri though. I think that's. I think that's. A, oh God, a, no! I think that's they a deadly be, sin. They would be stupid to do that. <laughs> she is figure central. You yeah. know, it, you can't ne- kill off next figures. to Nezuko. You cannot kill it's off. Like her. Shinobu, no, it's like Shinobu. Yeah, like it's like it's like Nezuko and Shinobu. You can't kill off really cute characters that sell figures. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I I think the the opening of the season was pretty cool. Um, obviously a lot around Koku Shibo and like I said Mitsuri. So. I, 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 at least I can say that I'm excited for the next episode. That, that's enough to say. Dangers in my heart. Update, Chris. Update. Update from f- first impressions. You weren't so hot on the show. Or you said you weren't as hot as Andrew. Like he's like, he's like Andrew's this fanatic. I'm not as crazy I, as he um, is. I'm going to have to go ahead and walk out of the room because I quit as of this moment. I will not talk about this show. I refuse. I will not tell you how much I love that girl. I will not tell you how much I, I'm all right with that guy. I, I, I'm, I'm no. all right with that guy. <laughs> He's all right. He's all right. I, I sort of give him a pass to go with her. <laughs> it's like your, your, your dad or something. I approve of him, I guess. <laughs> if he screws up, he knows, no, I, he I, knows what I have in the closet. I, truth, truth be told, I do really love this show. I really fell in love with these two characters um there's something about her uh yamada's kind of just she's so infectious i just love how how just quirky and just we were talking about the ed uh during the um uh one of the uh during the music episode and i was talking about how the 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 pictures were of of her and her um, kind of her modeling side and then how how her friends see her is the way you put it. I said it was the way he sees her. And I, I think that it, that is very apt. I love the fact that she is so different around him than she is around everybody else. And it and it, the more and more um, the episodes go, the more and more you see how much she hides herself from everybody else versus how much uh she she reveals to him especially literally doesn't eat snacks in front of her boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) no i I think like the last two episodes have been really good because it's kind of highlighting this it's literally building the relationship 
And it, like ended the last episode with him finally realizing, oh wait, I do have a chance with her. I like absolutely I keep, love I that. keep saying that I don't have <laughs> a chance with her. From the yeah. sound guy. <laughs> he's like laying in bed with <laughs> laying her. in the bed. Yes. <laughs> Shh, it's okay. It's okay. Daijobu, She She's just like shivering the whole time. <laughs> But no, it's so it's so cute because like over the last two episodes, it's really this mentality of him. I was putting it as it really does feel like Yamada is throwing all the hints on him and he's not really getting it because he doesn't trust. He doesn't trust her. And it was so good to have. What was it? Episode eight, I think was the previous episode. Or we'll be on 10 now. So it was episode nine. I think it was episode nine. You had this whole moment where there's literally this pretty boy trying to get with her again. And she literally pushes herself on Ichikawa. And I loved how it just subtly shows, in the anime, it shows, like, you can briefly see that her side's turning. Whereas you see his perspective, he's looking over like he knows that somebody's watching. So it gives a subtle hint that she turned and seen them and then pressed herself on him. Like, literally trying to show them, I'm after him. Just so you guys know, this is the guy I'm after. Please leave me alone. And he assumes that it's because she wants to use him. And I love how eventually he finally realizes, no, I know what she's like. She's not like this. She's, she obviously, it, again, it's given this indication that she is a good person. I understand that, but I don't want to get my hopes up. I love it kind of laying it as I don't want to assume that I can have this because I don't know. I don't think I can. I'm, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not worthy of her. But again, finishing the 10th episode, finally having him go, wait. I like, I like the manga. He's like, oh, maybe this is like the type of boy that she likes. And he's reading it. And he's like, so he's like awkward. He's he's kind of fun and awkward, but he's too he's reserved to himself. He pushes people away. There can't be a boy like that. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's you. It's so you. She sees you. That's why she wants she wants you to read the manga. So she, she's like, I'm the girl. You're the boy. And it literally has like, again, the end of the episode with him actually popping out and going, um, yeah. <laughs> how long gonna, gonna okay. how am I, how long are you gonna lie to yourself, <laughs> dude? Um, it, it's super good. I, I've been, I'm in love with it. And I, I think it really is the subtly, the storytelling, like there's certain things that you can sort of point out. Like I've, to me actually making videos, I've been doing videos on it, I think for the last three weeks to have things to talk about in a, in a YouTube video is surprising for a rom-com like this. And I think it's just because it has so much in it that you can read or miss. And I love little subtle details like how you never get inner dialogue of Yamada. We never know what she's thinking. You can see what she's doing through her actions. Having this aspect that technically for the last two episodes, she's been trying to find things to connect with him on. And he keeps breaking it. So she brings up something and then he literally breaks it. Okay, um, she wants to talk about clothes. Oh, you like black clothes. I like black clothes too. Well, we're different because you do it for a fashion statement. I do it because I don't like other colors. You kill the conversation. Like, she's trying to make a conversation. You break it. And he keeps doing that over and over again. Um, love the scene where he finally kind of opens himself up, though. Because he, he really did, in episode 10, like, reveal a lot of stuff about himself that we've not really... We get a lot of inner, inner dialogue for him, but we never really get a sense of what he is like to other people besides Yamada. Because he never interacts much with other people. So in this in this recent episode, you get that sense of him like going, okay, she looks upset about this whole thing. Maybe she feels like this whole date was a failure. He doesn't call it a date. Just this whole, this, us going out together. And he finally reveals to her, look, just so you know, other people 
I, I tell him what I think. If I don't like things, I tell him. And so what he's basically saying is that I liked being with you. Like, I had a good time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> she totally loved that. Um, it's, it's sweet. I, I think she's a dork. I love her personality. The ho, ho, ho part. She's such a dork, dude. I I did Yamada I did. Yamada Santa Santa Yamada. Yeah, um, I did like Yamada pretty early on, but I don't I don't know at what point I just really fell in love with the show. It, it is this one is easily the one that um, the the rom com choice of my uh, of the season for for sure. I mean. Uh, Insomniacs, I gave up on pretty quick. It just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't working. This one actually Uh really pulled it off Uh and I have absolutely, uh, fallen in love with it. Um, but I don't, I can't, I can't really like put my finger on specifically what point that I really did kind of switch over on this one. Um, I would have to say it was probably in the episode four or five range because basically the after the third episode we did the first impressions and i was fine with with yeah i think you watched third episode and i watched the fourth episode and yeah and and because it ends the third episode ends with her busting her nose and she's crying and he's like i love her or something like that and then the fourth episode is really where you start to see like this girl's like super conflicted with what's going on like you see you see yamada in a very broken state and it it triggers something in ichikawa like, it's almost like he suddenly has feelings for her because he's seeing her at her worst. Like, he's seeing a different side of her. He's seeing why she's hurting so much. And I, and I think that was the, the the big change for me. I, 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 I went, wait, there's something here at the end of the third episode. That's why I tell everybody. This is, like, one of those prime examples where it gets better and better and better as it goes along. Because it wasn't until the third episode where I'm like, oh, there's something here. Fourth episode. Ooh, I actually, I think I really like this show. And it keeps getting better after that well, point. Well, one of the things that I do... Because they're doing like, a good... They're doing a good progression of the relationship. It's not light switch. At the same time, you're seeing them grow over time. Exactly. I, and that's what I was getting ready to say. One of the things that I do truly love about this is Ichikawa... His, his growth. Mm-hmm. Um, Ichikawa... And he I don't almost think falls. I, I he don't almost think, falls, but they fix it. I love that. I he He's, he's not as... He's not he's not a sociopath. The the way that they try to open it up as yeah. is he's a sociopath. No, he's not. He's just a kid who's obsessed with murder stuff. And he so he thinks he wants to be a sociopath, but he's not. And um that's one of the things that I was kind of like, eh, I I w- I don't really like Ichikawa because I don't I didn't think he was well written per se. Um because if they were trying to imply that he was this, he's not because he has this, i.e. emotions. If he has emotions, he's not a sociopath, period. Um, and so I, I do like the fact that he 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 was effectively a, a chuni that started to grow up. And that's one of the things that I do kind of like about this is the fact that I didn't much care for him and now I'm kind of all right with him because of the fact that he has grown. He has changed. He is shifting his mindset. Um, Yamada just is absolutely full of or just adorb. Um, so yeah, I, I really love and, and we got full on lewd handholding in the last episode. That's just crazy. <laughs> He's like, I gotta, I've missed my chance to stop <laughs> holding her hand. 
we're now in public, and we're it's just indecent exposure to everybody. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but no, I I love that the, this show doesn't dwell on things, and like it's so odd to have a show where it feels like there's um, a lack of communication, but there's so much in like as I mentioned before, there's so much in body language. Um, the, the scene that I always mention is the idea that when he when she first brings him the manga, she was waiting for him in the front of the school, and then she hands over to him, and then they start walking together, and he's like, wait. Weren't she waiting for somebody? Because he, he's like, there's no way she's waiting for me. And she she's too afraid to say, no, I was waiting for you. So she embarrassedly goes, oh, yeah. And she turns around and walks away. It's like, I love the body language because you can see that hesitation in her. It's like they're doing so good with that. But no, I, there, there, it's twofold. Like I said, Yamada is a dork. But you do see that she appreciates that he has stepped out for her, but that she feels really comfortable with him. That's why she likes him. She's comfortable with him. She likes his personality. Yeah. On the opposite end, it's really him being insecure about somebody even wanting to be around him or even caring about him. And I love that even when they do have that moment where he finally goes, she's using me, and she walks away from him, she literally goes to him and stops him and says, I'm sorry, whatever I did, I'm sorry. And he's like, wait, I realize that she's not like that. And then he goes, okay, it's, it's, it's all right. I, just, it, I didn't mean anything by it. And he had that little hug moment. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You don't like being hugged. He's like, no, I it's okay. <laughs> it's like, dude, I love this show. Like, not just hand holding, hugging. Hey, and he touched her ear, and and that became an instant no go zone. <laughs> are you trying to Are you trying to transition <laughs> to Galaxy Next Door? I don't know. Did you get Galaxy? It, it, it's I'm. Just I don't making know. A joke about it. I really don't know why I feel about Galaxy Next Door at this point. Um, it seems to be getting more interesting recently. Shoot, it's somewhere way down here. I don't know. It's somewhere <laughs> in the list. Galaxy Next Door. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's sweet. It is. But at the same time, it's one of those shows where I don't really feel like it's going anywhere. It's not. I, and that's, 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 that's my the, only struggle. It, I, I think it because even, it progressed even so fast. Ne- the next episode's obviously going to get into her family. It'll, oh, yeah. be, it'll be interesting to see up. if they're Spoiler. going to do anything with it. But um, the the problem is I don't I don't see it going anywhere. There's, there's no way. It's, it's gonna it's, be it's, mom wants to bring her back. He's gonna, uh, Ichi, it, um, Ichiro's gonna have to prove himself to the mom. The yep. same time, it's the dad, right? The one that's hurt. He's yeah. probably gonna convince. He's probably gonna be like supportive of the whole situation. I don't think she wanted the dad to go, but he's like, no, I'm, I'm going too. And I'm like, yeah, the dad's gonna, the dad's gonna mull everything over. I do like the fact that he literally scratched the phone from him. He's like, I'm her boyfriend, and <laughs> she's hung up on the phone. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that startled her. And then she goes to like the council meeting. She's like, there's some guy with her that has tricked her, obviously. It's like, oh my gosh, you're a you're a mom. You're so a mom. An yeah, overly protective mom. It it I don't I don't I, I think it'll be interesting if they can find a way to balance all that. I, I that, think that's the, the that's, curse thing's the weird thing though. I think that's the thing that always kind of throws me off. I do like they've actually made a statement about it recently. She's like, I hate that we can't have arguments. Exactly. There is there is an element where like early and, on, well, and that's that's obviously what happened with the dad and the mom because she's oh, obviously injured. She <laughs> huh? got, the guy the dad broke his arm because they got an argument about her leaving. Probably, probably. <laughs> and that's the thing is they they, it's they scary. she's she's completely closed off as far as emotionally with him. And I thought that was actually really really fascinating that they're actually translating that the curse is on them as well. Yeah. Where she will not, she flat out will not argue with him. Yeah. Um. And I, I thought that was really. Well, I mean, really that makes sense to when the dad comes to the door and says, "Well, I'm going too." She didn't say anything. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want him to go. Exactly. And that makes perfect sense. I, 
I do like that there is seemingly an interesting story under here, under here, and it was something that popped up the moment that uh, they were at that cafe or whatever, and those those thug guys showed up, and they were, and he and knew that they stopped, were bad news. And he stopped, her, and yeah. she pulled him away, and he's he freaking nosebleed and everything. And I'm like, this is kind of scary because literally any time they're not on the same page, he's dying. That why is this a romance show? <laughs> but it, at least they're now seemingly trying to make a story out of it because. What it indicates is that whoever you have a pact with, you cannot argue with each other. You always have to be on the same page. And the, the romantic side of that was, oh, well, they just have to learn to be in love so much that they're always on the same page. But that's not reality. No. And it does seem like they're finally going, wait, we're going to make this a topic. Like, literally, she wants to break the pact. Not because she doesn't which want to is be interesting. with him, which but is because she wants to be up. able to argue with him. Yeah, that 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 happened just before mom and dad are yeah. coming into the scene, which is an interesting tidbit that they're actually going to be putting those two groups at uh, in the same room together, and so I, that I don't they think can see be their interaction. I'm I'm curious. I don't think there's going. To, yeah, that'd be, that would be interesting if they actually get into that whole discussion because I think what's going to end up happening. My prediction is that she's going to be like, "Oh, well, is there a way to get rid of the pack?" Because I don't. I don't want to be able to talk. I don't. She doesn't want to break up with them. They're they're in love. We've established we're talking this about point, this a in lot love. more than we were expecting. <laughs> they're, they're they're literally in love. No, that's what I mean. That that's the most interesting aspect and the only interesting aspect that I really have of this show. I think the the two brother and sister are super cute. By the yeah. way, um, Ichiro is a cool dude, and yes, Shiori is super hot. But the story, the only thing that's really truly interesting to me is that aspect of the pact. Mm-hmm. And so my prediction right now is that I think they're going to ask. How do I get rid of it? Because literally, she, she can't leave. She can't go home. He's going to die. They've indicated that if she's away from him, he starts to like get sick and stuff. Um, that So I'm assuming they're going to probably say there's no way to get rid of it. This is your partner. But also probably explain to her how it works. And there's probably an element to it that it's probably just you have to know the barriers. You have to know how far you can push. And it might just be a simple fact of you just gotta you gotta you you can discuss things, but don't get emotional. And that's probably what it's gonna turn into. Yeah. A lot of it has. What was what was it that triggered her last time that he um, got anemic? That she said that I hate that I can't argue with you. Um, shoot, I know they were at the they were at the, the the Mount Fuji store or whatever, and then they showed up and he was sick. But anyways, it, it is it'll be interesting to kind of look. Oh, into it she was, exactly. he was talking. He was talking bad about himself. Oh, that's right. He was downplaying himself. That's right. That's right. But yeah, we'll see if <laughs> I don't know that it's going to say anything. But I, I just would, I, I would like I, for her to say it, something. And then that's and that's what I, my my main point was is when I say that dangers of the, in my heart is by far and away the one that is dis- destroying it as far as the romances are concerned the only one that he comes even close is that one Q- kubo is teasing girl it's it's not it, it is cute and all I, that i got a i got a confession to make i'm not liking kubo won't let me be invisible and it's not nothing to do with kubo I can't stand the main character i just i'm so sick of him he is so he has his moments. Like I love the I love him with his brother. He's he's a super cool big brother. The whole like Shang Shing or whatever it's called, the transformation yeah. thing was super cute. Him just hanging out with his brothers is, is cute. But he's so boring. 
And it's just every the, the every entire dialogue show, is the I'm entire invisible. show. The entire show for me is is, is Kubo. Kubo. Is Kubo exactly? They have a new guy that is seemingly going to be a friend, like some dude that likes to plant flowers, and he acknowledges that he's good at planting flowers. He just he could never find him because he's of, always that invisible. Was kind of interesting, yeah. But it's like he's he's like cheat skill guy levels of oblivious. Like, well, I I. I I, I thought it was kind of cute, though. The whole, I have this gift. I need to give it to whoever gave me the the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you know who gave you the gift? He's like, no, I, can't, I, am, I, I don't That's know. That's why I gave it to desk. you, so that you could give yeah, it to so the person, because you already you, know what it is. You know who it is. She's like, what if it was me? And it's like, dude, really? Dude, really? <laughs> but anyways, Only um, one person in the entire school can see you um nobody even knows where your desk is at (laughs) um but no he's i just i'm i'm kind of tired of him talking about how he's invisible like it's just i i understand that that's the joke that it opened up with but it's like just move on i i kind of wish they would do something more i mean right really in all actuality i can't I can't disagree with you because I'm so tired of the I'm invisible thing. Yeah. The way that they got around it was introducing two other sisters who can apparently see him as well. That didn't save the show. That just made it more obvious that he's the only one. Maybe it's something in their family. They're able to see me. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's the moment that he picks up a, a a sports magazine or whatever with some hot uh, bikini on the front of it. Suddenly it's like, Oh, Somebody can suddenly see you. How convenient. I don't know. Yeah, Kubo is super cute, though. Like, she she literally makes the show. And that's that's the unfortunate thing, is I just can't I can't stand him. Have you been watching Idolmaster? No. Oh, uh, it, it's, it's probably going to be one of those ones where I want to, like, tell you, watch this episode, this episode, this episode. Like, what is it? Um, I think three, four. I don't think I'm going to be able just to do watch that. Four. If I start, if I start, just if I start four. this show, I'm watching the entire thing. Okay, just watch episode four, and they'll tell if you want to watch the whole thing. Because episode four was so good. Momoka's story, Momoka's episode was so good. Like that, that was pinnacle for this the show. From you, obviously, want to watch episode two because it's got Nina, and that's yeah, that's Tama's voice. But well, I can see at least Momoka and and Nina are the two that I'm gonna be. Yeah, Momoka's Momoka's episode was good because is Risa supposed to be the 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 lolly uh, Gato? She's just obsessed with daddy. Okay, she's she's a dad con. Okay. Um. And the each episode has something to say about every character, insecurities, what they're dealing with, and how they can overcome them. But I think, like, besides just the bare bone basics aspects of those, I think Momoka's was the one that actually was okay. This is kind of weird and interesting. I actually like what they're doing here. This is actually getting into what is it like to be normal? They're telling me to be normal, but this is me. Am I not normal? It's getting into that whole conflict, and then it kind of ends with a really incredible moment. Um. I'm I'm loving it still. Obviously, it's just that I was hoping for a little bit more from each character. I I think Ariso is probably going to be like the main story later on because we only got one more character to do. I think we just have Koharu left to do, and then it would be Ariso, and I think it's over. So I don't know. We'll we'll see if it goes anywhere from here. But I three episodes have been good. Like Chie's episode was good. Um, Midia's episode was it gave me a chuckle, and it actually had something in there that was kind of a little bit unsettling, but they didn't dwell in it. And then yeah, like I said, Momoka's episode was was fantastic. So I hope I hope more from the later episodes, and I hope it has a really good ending. Unless they're gonna do multiple cores, because we we're not. I mean, they've been on stages, but they've been backup dancers. So I don't even know if they're gonna 
actually make a group. <laughs> we're, we're almost done with the, the series and they still haven't done any training for actual idol performances or anything. They don't, I don't think they have outfits yet. I don't want to talk about marginal service. I don't want to talk about Yuri is my job. Unless you have something to say about I, Yuri is my job. Bothered. I gave up on it so fast. They're going super Yandere character with Konoko. Like, it's just full-on Konoko Yandere. would not surprise me. Have you been watching Ranking Kings? I watched one episode. You watched one episode? God, they... they. I didn't even get to the healing episode. I know. I know. <laughs> Stop reminding me. No, like, the bizarre thing with the series, and like I've mentioned, I think, in our first impressions, is like, this is going to be one of those series where I tell people just, just get an episode countless, because there's... We got Bebin's story, so we now know why Bebin did what he did with Kage when when they sent off Boji for his adventure. We now we now know why technically Apias uh, actually beat Bebin. You remember when Bebin and Apias went to, against each other? It was such a, like a who's gonna win, and it's like it's so interesting that now that I have Bebin's story, I I should have known who would win. Like there's there's so much context to like every character that they're getting into with these these. Not backstories, but they're technically backstories that were ripped from the original first season that gives context to all these characters. And it's kind of frustrating, but then, yeah, again, like I said, a Goken story, more content, uh, context to uh, Desha and Despa. It's just, it's been, it's been super good. Like, I, I d I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad that stuff was cut, but I'm just disappointed because, like I said, I think... I think every moment in the original season when I watched it, where I went, but why did that character do this? Like, again, when when Kage was sent by Bebin to go with Boji, he was in prison. Kage was in prison, and at some point, Bebin shows up, and then it cuts forward, Boji's being kicked off the cliff, and then Kage shows up and says, Bebin told me to go with you. And it was like, why? Bebin wanted Boji dead. What changed? Literally what they cut tells you what happened. And it's like, oh, this is so kind of frustrating that every every frustration I had with the original season, which does, it's not a big deal, is explained by these stories. Do you think, because obviously I, I'm I'm kind of just, um, I know, know that what I know, have gathered in a lot of these cases is, is that these are going to give context. Is healing... Does her her actual liking of Boji is it revealed ahead of time? No, I think where where the anime first season revealed that I think that's where that's at. Everything okay. that for healing is um, technically learning that Dida was trained by healing, and that gives more context to Dida. And then later on, the other episode with healing is where it's just before she returns to the kingdom. And she goes and gets on, which again was another character where like, who's on? Like she popped up in the first season and was like, who is this girl? Why? She just like popped up. She's unique. She's obviously knows healing very well. Who is this character? Again, because they cut when she went and got her. You learn that she's this warrior that she's recruiting because she knows that she is an ally of hers. It's it's bizarre. So yeah, we actually got we got a little bit of after season one two in a couple of episodes, so it's given us given us a little bit of indication of kind of what happened after the dust settle, which is good. So, what are you thinking of Rokudo's bad girls? I think I've I think I've cooled down on the show. They just kind of, I mean, it wasn't that I was like super hot on Rokudo's yeah, bad girls, I wasn't but it's really just super hot on it either. I just I, just I I think it's it's more and more getting to that point where I think it's going to be revealed that Rana is a good girl. It seems like they're pushing on it right now. 
You think so? I think they're going to reveal it <laughs> here soon. Because literally the other guy's like, she's always been a bad girl. And it's like, I think they're going to reveal that he, she's not a bad girl. She's the only one For those that don't know, my prediction him. is that she's, yeah, she's not affected by the curse because she's not necessarily, because she's always beating up bad people. Yeah. They were all bad. They were all yes, bad. Yes, but they were all bad. Because, um, I mean, even when the first scene they showed, she's walking down the street and there's like a bunch of thugs in this, well, on these I, chairs and the, she beats them up. The main reason why I think uh, think that is pretty much the uh, the new group that they're introducing right now. Um, yeah. Mostly because all the girls the ended up falling in love with him, but not the, the leader of the group, is it? Yeah. Because of the fact that basically she's not a bad girl. She's just so tough that none of the bad girls would uh, go against her. Against her. And that would imply that maybe Rana is in the same same category, and she thought that she was a bad or she was a bad girl, but she's not actually a bad girl. Yeah, I don't remember if when they first met, it showed his thing glow when they first met, didn't they? Didn't it? I want to say that it did. And I want to say so they, too. But I want to I want to say that's misdirection. I think it was it's probably somebody nearby was, that was affected. Yeah. Maybe whenever they reveal that, it'll just be like, well, there was somebody over here, and they went, oh, love, and it was affecting them. But yeah, but I think that it will be fun to have Rana as actually fell in love with him in general and not actually because of the curse. Have you been liking uh, Yamada at level 999? You didn't didn't bother? No. Skip and Loaf, you're at least watching, right? Love it. Okay, yeah. I don't know if there's anything that I want to talk about it. I've just just been enjoying it. Um, I think they're doing. No, there is one thing that I want to talk about with Skip and Loafer, and this is kind of one of those refreshing things. And this is kind of in general this whole season. I don't think this it's, is the season of romance, by the way. Like, I don't think it's really a romance. And I, it is. is. It, it is. It is an actual discovery. It's not. It's not like heavy romance. No, no. don't get me wrong. This isn't like every episode. I think doki it's, doki. It, it's 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 a naturally occurring realization that you like to be with somebody, and she's perceiving it currently as love. Whether it turns into that or not, I think she's probably going to keep it simple and not no, jump into I, I, it. That, and that's what I mean by by I don't think this is really necessarily a romance. I mean, yeah, it has romance elements. I think it's more of it a... It is discovery. Yeah, I think it's more along the lines of a kind of a character study between all of these characters. And uh, going through the, the elements of what makes each one of these characters tick. Um, because it's more exploring their friendships more than it is actually their romance. They may uh, approach that romance at some point, but that's not really what this show, this story is about. It's more about their friendships. Well, I, I think it makes it's sense a because Seishun or whatever. I, I think with with the case of Iwakura, she's not necessarily going to be pressing on Shima as we need to go out badly because technically we've already established from the perspective of Ikashira. That that's not necessarily what Shima wants. Igashira is the I have to get with you. This is my whole existence. I have to get with a hot guy, and that gets that blows up in her face epically. By the way, it, that blows up in her face, and now she's having to realize that you know Shima is not just out to find somebody. He doesn't. That's not what his goal is in life. That's not what he wakes up in the morning to is to get with hot girl, and I think that realization. Kind of sets it up that Ibakura is not going to really be the same mindset there, but it has at least established that she feels at least some sort of partnership with Shima. That's the whole vantage point that we get from her friend back at home, um, uh, Fumino. Fumino at some point has to point out, okay, I have this boyfriend. 
oh, well, what is it like to have a boyfriend? Well, you have this feeling, you're always thinking about them or whatever. And suddenly Iwakura realizes that and literally runs away in a blush. She realizes at some point, that's the same feeling as I have with Shima. So they're at least acknowledging that she's realizing something that's there, which is, I think, refreshing because the entire show, I, not that I'm bothered by it, but they've always kind of given this indication that Iwakura is almost, she's oblivious. She's a, an oblivious girl. She is the country bumpkin that doesn't realize the signs. Even though she keeps seeing the signs, most of the time, it seems like she wants to ignore them. Just like with Igashira using her to get with Shima. She, once she realized it, she's like, I, I kind of wish that I didn't know that because I don't want to question her. I just want to have fun. I want to, I want to have fun together. She is good at that kind of stuff. But it wasn't until that whole situation with Shima, um, I forget exactly what happened. Uh, there was some sort of conflict that was built between the two of them. And he says something to the effect of, um, I'm not used to opening up to girls. I'm not used to opening up to other people. So him speaking out in that little brief scene in the classroom upset her because he brought up the idea of how he doesn't like being here. He's he, She was criticizing him for his grades or something like that. And, he's, and he literally fires back at her and it sort of makes her shut up and walk away. And so he was a little bit upset. Like, I said something wrong. I'm just not used to opening up to other people. And there was that little comfort there. And that little scene in the staircase, you get that moment where Shima realizes, I feel comfort comfort being around you and it's, I don't have that with other people and again Iwakura realizing wait there's something here I'm realizing that she's it's clicking in her head this is love and then she runs away again I'm not saying that it I don't think it has like a romantic feel the entire thing but I think it's it is technically romance in a sense because it's this it, this very casual building of a relationship through being comfortable with each other. That's what Ibakura has always been is comforting to Shima. She's not like the other girls. The other girls just want to get with me because I'm hot or whatever. Not that he says that. He doesn't openly admit that, but he he acknowledges it at least. He's not oblivious like somebody from Cheat Skill. <laughs> There's a realization happening between the two of them, and I'm really hoping that it, it builds into something great because I think that they're so perfect for each other, I think is what it kind of comes down to. Yeah, I, not that like it's I said, trying to be lovey-dovey. It just it naturally happens, and it and it works. Yeah, like I said, I, I I did say that there is romantic elements in it. I was just saying that it's more about character study. Is all. Oh I was yeah, saying. I mean it's a, it's a slice of life, yeah. and that slice of life's aren't normally. Yes, a lot of them are very romance driven, but I think a lot of slice of life just have slice of life and romance happens because, hey, romance is a part of life. <laughs> I will say, I I think I. I think I've loved all the characters. I Kurume, I think, has been kind of a little bit shrug. Um, I really loved Murasuga's story. The element of the expectations placed on her, how love is... She's, it's almost like Murasuga is almost like Shima, in a sense, but the female perspective. Like her old... Was it her old school? Because she, I think she transferred. Her old class, her old school, because of her looks... People kept forcing romance on her, forcing relationships on her. She had to keep kind of giving in and saying, okay, let's go to the karaoke and stuff like that. And so it's a nice contrast to her technically accepting to go with Iwakura uh, because you'd think that she'd be against that. But again, it, it emphasized that aspect that everybody is comfortable around Iwakura, despite the fact that before she was always forced into relationships and it kind of kind of scarred her in a way. So it was kind of, it was kind of nice. So I love it. I love it. Good show, good show.
Did you watch the Aristocrats? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aristocrats Otherworldly Adventure. So, <laughs> did you like the plot twist? What plot twist? <laughs> Wait, that was a plot twist? Yes, Chris. That his parents used to be there. Oh, yeah. That plot that twist. One. Oh, no. Yeah. That we wasn't heard, a plot twist. We, all, we heard you like isekai, so we put the, another wait, wait, isekai wait, wait, within wait, your wait. isekai. Yeah, well, I, I, I think that the, the, the in the world for a second time was more of a plot twist than that. But we'll go with it. Anyway. In the world for a second was time a, was a bigger plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say this is, is a more interesting plot twist than the second Isekai. <laughs> it's least, at least which made, one, which it at least one, made me which pause one and go, wait, more, I have to pay attention let, suddenly. Let, let, wait, yeah, we, we had to, when the world's creator knew his mom, wow. Um, no. It, <laughs> <laughs> I knew your mom. And the dad. <laughs> Oh yeah, the dad was there. Dad too. was there. They, they both got a, they both got truck cooned. See, he got stab cooned. They got truck cooned, and that's much different. But yes, they they well at least they finally also. Rev- you remember when we were doing the the ops and eds, and I was like, dude, I think the op is more interesting than the show itself because it literally shows him older. And I was like, I wonder if they're actually going to have a time jump in this show. No, they it's how they did. <laughs> he literally, he literally capsule corpse trains for years. He got, he got, and then he gets got put de-aged. in the. Nah, what was it? The hype, hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah, and then, and then the guy deages him, deaged him, and he he pops back into the old world, completely the same person, because you know, no change in how he acts or talks or anything. And over the father in law is like, what? It's just. <laughs> You were gone for five years? What? It's dumb. It's dumb show. (laughs) You tried. Did I text you? I know I messaged some people say like, oh, look, Aristocrat's trying to do something. I guess. If you like Isekais, you got more Isekai in your Isekai. The world creator's Isekai. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense Mm. because it's like, it's kind of implying that he Isekai'd with the two other family members and then he wasn't able to protect him from this big this what was it the um the god of humor god or something of like that beauty of games but the god of it was it games, games or is, was he was i didn't understand was he supposed to be isekai as well no they were just implying that they were all gods there was another god like the was it seven there's actually yeah, eight there was, there and was, yeah. he just went crazy at some point because he was, he never did anything, and then he got bored. He removed all, and then he got bored. And that's he why he turned it into a big old massive ma- death yeah, game, war that's game, death saying. game. Yeah. yeah, and that's why there's no games in the world anymore because he's gone for a little bit. But then he's coming back. But it's like okay, but he fought him with his parents, and then now he's the creator of the world. So did he create another world after his parents died? How is he the creator when he was Isekai'd into that world, and then fought the god of entertainment, and then? became the creator it's just a title given to him because he's super powerful that he becomes the creator even though he didn't create the world i don't know it's i don't know I'm, I'm assuming they're gonna get show. into it at some point i'm, I'm sure i'm sure uh anything else anything else i still need to watch um uh, uh, ancient magus bride we and chris were talking about that have you been liking why reliana you love uh, it I yeah love it. yeah why reliana ended up with the duke's mansions it has been i haven't watched no i've watched I didn't watch this week's yet, which I don't think it's out yet. I think it's out tomorrow, right? 
I'm actually really liking it. And I think I, I, I said before in our first impressions, I like it because I like Rihanna's character type or her, her personality. And I like the chemistry between her and Noah. I, I like he the likes chemistry. messing with her so I, bad. Yeah. And she doesn't figure it out most of the time. But I like her reactions to him messing I want, with her. I, I, I would kind of love to get a little bit more of an implication of whether... Obviously, he likes messing with her. But is he... I think he's sold on her. I don't th- think he I wants think to so connect. I think so, too. His, what was it? His mother impressioned on him not to connect with somebody. But he. I think he's totally freaking sold on her. He just doesn't want to admit it. He and, and badly that's, wants That's her. the thing. The it, boat it, scene killed me. I'm sorry, the boat scene killed me because it yeah. literally felt like he wanted to say, I like you, and then she got distracted. I just would love, uh, I, I just would like a little bit more, um, and I, I, I'm, I guess that's really kind of the trope of the shoujo, but it, it is what it is. It, it's, it's, I, I love it. I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love their chemistry together. Um, I, I'm really curious as to what they're going to do with Beatrice, um, how they're going to play that out. Obviously, to me, it seems like she's going to become a second villainess as it as it feels There's right my now. Yeah, that's my big question mark. It's because the only big negative I have right now is that they do too much jumps. Like the whole, the whole scene where she gets kidnapped, they fight some monster, and then she shoots a bunch of shots off at the the guy that was his, her ex fiance, whatever. And then it cuts to her being in the bed with him. And she's trying to figure out if something happened. And I'm like, why did we jump from there to here? And they did it again with the boat. Again, the boat scene was amazing. Like I love the boat scene. It was, it was so good. You're getting into Noah and his insecurities. You're getting into Reliana. And then she's talking about this. Who's supposed to be with Noah. And it's, it's, it looks like she thinks she sees the main character. Was it, was it yeah, Beatrice? I thought that was the the villainous lady. The villainous lady is the um is the, the lady, the lady with the red hair. Well, I know, but wasn't her name Beatrice? No. Her name is think of the guy Nick. Nick keeps talking about her name. Well, no, she he calls her something different. Yeah, the vixen. <laughs> she he calls him a vixen. But yeah, that, a vixen, it, sure. That's what um, she's calling him. Well, that's what the translation is called. <laughs> they, they didn't want to say what he literally said but no i i that's my struggle right now because it, it it shows her but it it just kind of cuts away and then the next episode it shifts again so i don't know if that's in the original source material or if they're just jumping around like crazy and they're not really explaining what happens between the scenes because i don't know how we got from the boat to the next scene it doesn't make any sense but my my big thing right now because it's been like something i've been trying to theorize for the a while now is what the main character is going to do and my original assumption was, um, well, it, it would make sense. It, okay, okay, hear me out on this. Well, let me, let me finish. In theory, my, my original assumption was that what's going to happen is because Reliana, the original story is the protagonist comes home because Reliana, her friend, is murdered, and she discovers why she was murdered. Now, in this story, she doesn't get murdered, so the girl stays at the university. The, the main character of the book stays at the university. Reliana goes off and gets with Noah. Now, what there's st- my my prediction was that eventually the the main character will come home, and because she's smart, the assumption is that the book is about this smart protagonist that figures things out. She figures out who killed Reliana. She's a mystery solver. So my assumption is that she's gonna meet Reliana, the main character, 
and know that Reliana is not Reliana. And that's going to be the big twist, is that she's going to try to figure out who are you and what where, what happened to Reliana. And that would be kind of interesting. But right now, they, they haven't brought her back. And not only that, but they're establishing that she's not at the university. Have we changed things that much that she's literally not even at the university? Like, is this even the same story is the big question mark that comes from that. Here's or has somebody psychoed in the story long before Reliana got there and messed things up for her? Or is she an Isekai too? Well, and she they, immediately they, left that, the university. That would that would be where they would uh, the that could be fun if they went that direction. Um, probably a lot better than the the other show did. But here here hear this out, okay? Now, since we're spoiler free, I mean, you we're or spoiler heavy right now. We already know that Noah has the stamp. That was kind of the main reason why um, he, Beatrice Beatrice Vivian was able is to the villainous, huh? Vivian was a villainous. Yeah, um, that's why Beatrice was able to kind of form the the kind of thing with Noah. That's and and Reliana took advantage of the fact that she had that knowledge uh, to uh, blackmail him. Now Beatrice wouldn't have that. That really but, didn't work though. Huh? That one, that part of it didn't really work. He's like, yeah, okay, you know the stamp. Peace yeah, out. Right? It was more the fact that it, I think it kind of surprised her that she knew so much about like the layout of the powers and stuff. Yeah. And, and I, 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 that, that's one, one little piece of the story that they haven't really used as much as they could. And you know what? I almost think that he probably would have let, was, when she originally said, I know where the stamp is, and he's like, okay, what is that all I can get out of here? You wasted my time. I'm not so hard-pressed to think that he wasn't telling her to get out and he was going to have her killed. Because what happens later on with those other two guys, the the ex-fiancé and stuff, he literally says, get rid of them. He didn't bring them back to throw them in jail. He literally had them killed. And this is another part where I think that he really does love Rayliana. It's like he's literally like, those two literally were going to put her in harm way. Dispose of them. I wouldn't doubt that he was probably going to have Rayliana killed. If she didn't show that she knew more things and that that intrigued him, probably. Um, now, where I where I'm going is Beatrice coming back, kind of puts her in this um, not necessarily in a villainous position, but in a necessarily kind of neutral territory, um, and that I think will be a fascinating thing where Beatrice is effectively going to be trying to solve mysteries involved around Noah and Reliana is effectively the mediator between that keeping keeping Ooh. that huh I'm bouncing off of what you're saying I it's, think that I you might that be going be... the same direction as the idea that what if she comes back and everything that because what technically happens in the original story is that eventually she figures out that Noah has a stamp. Yeah. The main character. And they work together. They end up working together. She falls in love with them. They fall in love with each exactly. other. They work together. But now that she isn't in the position to fall in love with him because Reliana is with him. Exactly. That won't be a thing that sh will lead her to want to help Noah, but she'll want to take Noah down. Exactly. And I think it's going to turn to the thing where, the, yeah, like you said, probably become a second villainous. Exactly. I don't want that, though. <laughs> I think that that would be an interesting thing, where, is, where Vivian is technically the villainous, 
and they're kind of implying that Raliana has taken Beatrice's place, but Beatrice is still there. Mm. And, and so she will be kind of necessarily a neutral territory, uh, neutral character that is not necessarily trying to take down Beatrice, but effectively is because of the fact that she will be necessarily coming against um, uh, Noah. So it'll be interesting. It, I think that there's a lot left here that could be very, very fun and interesting to do if they do it right. The, I still wish I could see her and her knowledge being used more. They're not using her knowledge. That's the one of the biggest frustrations I have. Yeah, I think the... Yeah, so far it's really just been her trying to think on her toes. Mm-hmm. Constantly think on my toes. Shift, 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 because this is obviously going to hurt me or whatever. Um, that was a lot to do with her kind of working against Vavian for the longest time. So I think that's all, unless you can think of any other ones that you want to talk about, we could probably wrap it up. Um, yeah. do you want to talk about how cute Kuma 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 Bear is? They got mithril daggers. <laughs> I love, uh, it's so funny that I get infected by that. It's like so stupid. She's so happy about mithril. She wants it <laughs> so bad so she can have a mithril blade. And I'm like... Yeah, technically in most RPGs, I'm like, I got to get the Mithril Blades. You hear, but you you read something like, oh my god, there's a Mithril Blade in Final Fantasy VI. I gotta get it. I they, they gotta be the best, right? Wasn't Mithril Blades literally the best in? No, uh, usually there was always there was always a, a an Excalibur. Yeah. There was a, a Masamune and a yeah Masamunes because yeah. they were the they were the ones that could do what was it five hits? Yeah, the, you like the dual ninjas, wheel them the and it's literally yeah. like. Doo-doo. It's like everything dies because in one turn. Anyways, uh, Mithril. But no, it's like her getting excited about that. Mithril was always the one that was perfect top before. Yeah, the ones that would sell in the shop. Yeah, yeah, material, not something that's just like a legendary blade that's named after something. Um, But no, it's it's funny how that Durandel. It was super super infectious. How excited she was about that. I'm like, I'm I. I can't blame I her. Get I, probably, I get it. I, I, I feel it. you. I get you. <laughs> I, I, I feel ya. Um, My no, gamer <laughs> heart's with you, bro. <laughs> she, she literally gives the blaze to the girls, and the mom gets so mad. It's like... No, the sister what? got mad first. Then the mom got mad at That's the That's right. Age. She's like, sit. Was tied it over. Sitting. Tied it sit. over. <laughs> tied it over with Ichigo cake. I love that. It's like, sit. Um, but I'm already sitting. Sit. Oh, okay. She gets off the seat, goes over, and sits on her knees. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so. She's a dork. The chemistry is dorky. Anyways, Kuma 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 Bear is super cute. It's a must watch. I think that's everything that I kind of want to talk about. Dead Mount Death Play is the greatest show ever. Dead Mount Death Play, I'm very mixed on. I'm very mixed on. It's. It's it's a lot of characters and that's that writer and hoping that it goes somewhere really interesting. It's had some good points, so we'll see. It's all right. Next next year, Andrew will be raving about how it's the greatest show ever. Yeah, once it gets like five seasons in, like yeah, dude, five da, da, da. seasons in. That's when no, it, dude. I don't know. Had me in the first season like, <laughs> real quick, but it had Selty and a a cute ninja assassin knight like katana chick. The hell kind of notes are you taking, Andy? 
Oh, yeah, I, I wrote down some notes about the Gundam recent episode was technically oh. broadcast on International Day of Innocent Children Victims of Aggression. Gotcha. And then I noted that technically on the Father's 18th is Father's Father Day. day. That, that's what I was <laughs> trying then, to figure out. What the hell is a fatherless day? I never knew there was a fatherless day either until I realized that, yes, technically the next two Gundam, or the next, not the next Gundam, but the following Gundam episode is going to be on the 18th, which is Father's Day. And then the next one's going to be Father's Day. So I'm like, are they going to do something with Delling? Is Delling dying? <laughs> it's like, I don't know if they're intentionally putting these on certain days. I don't think so. I don't usually subscribe to them going, we got to make sure that we broadcast this. But again, they technically had a week delay. Maybe they were like, we got to make sure this lines up. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. As usual, we're at talkerspeed.com. That's where you can go for our links, social media links, ways to get to support us through Patreon, our tips link. You can become a member of the YouTube.com slash Spirit channel. Um, additionally, we have a Discord link on otakuspirited.com or on our Twitter feed, which is otakuspirited. That's ED at the end of it. Unfortunately, somebody stole my tag. It was mine, and somebody stole it. But yeah, we get, we appreciate you guys' support, and y'all take care. Oos!